podcast that wants you to send a nude so it knows you got home safe. What? <laughs> I'm Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Bear. That's Chris. Or, uh, you know, as I'd like to introduce him. The Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> I like so, it. So the other day you told me that you wanted uh, people to start calling you Wolf. So. Yeah. But, it, like, I do, but it's also, like, a nickname is something that should be given to you, you know? I mean, it's just because I love wolves and shit, but... Well, Chris, <laughs> I hereby dub the wolf. For sure. <laughs> so, this week, we have some I don't know, some, some interesting stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about a new service called Onward, a new app called Cope, an Uber menu, and a, uh, you know, a, a creepy man who was found standing staring creepily at people as well as uh, a durian farmer who has an interesting proposition sweet for the men of the world i don't know what a durian farmer is but well a durian is a is a is a fruit it's like a spiky ball oh very very stinky yeah i've heard it tastes pretty good but i've never i've i've heard it tastes like meat but i've never tried it oh uh, like the jackfruit maybe 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 that's what i'm thinking of no jackfruit's like a big like 80 pound fruit where it's got like a hard shell and then like it's a bunch of like ball bulbs on the inside and they're uh, like yeah they're huge but maybe i'm thinking of that for uh for the taste i've never tried durian so i don't know well that one's kind of plain it just take jackfruit just takes the uh uh the taste of whatever you marinated it basically oh okay okay that's not bad that, that's a good uh, alternative for uh our vegan listeners yeah. or vegans i guess okay so uh plants are alive though so. before we start Wolf, what's on your mind? Um, it's a couple things actually. One, I'm hoping I don't get sick. My son's sick right now, and uh, I'm starting to feel. I've been taking medicine to try and avoid it, but I've been starting to feel it coming on. Uh, two, uh, pretty excited. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows this yet, but I started working with. Uh, same place Alberto uh, Bear is Sorry Sorry Alberto It's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, About a week ago So that's been pretty fun so far Don't get to see it much But Like you said It's uh, it's like coming home from school Like in the old days like, Yeah Yeah So Especially like when we When we carpool Yeah Feels like Like I come home And you have your bag And everything Feels like we have our backpacks And stuff <laughs> I don't know It's, it's kind of cool yeah. It's nice working with you um, And I'm glad that you're liking the job as for uh, poor little Xavier, I, I seriously think that I'm the one who got him sick. Because I was sick for a while, like a week or two ago. Yeah, but I think it would have happened faster. I think it was one, another kid at daycare. That's why we're keeping him now until he's completely done so we don't do this to someone else. Why not? Because Pay it forward. Good people. Pay it forward. <laughs> <laughs> Give him them antibodies. <laughs> All right, well. Sick now so I don't get sick later. Like the chicken pox. Yep. Or, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard of some people who are having measles parties now. Measles parties? Yeah, like chicken pox parties, but with the measles. I, I've never even heard of chicken pox parties. That's really? a thing. No? Yeah, yeah, chicken pox parties are a thing because if you get chicken pox as a kid, it's not like fatal. Yeah, it's not as bad. Yeah. As an adult, it can, it can be. Yeah, so, and once you have chicken pox, it, you don't get whatever it develops into uh, later on in life, yeah. supposedly, because you have the antibodies. Well, yeah, well, people have chicken pox parties so that their kids can get infected so that, you know, that they, it's done over. I mean, that's my, what my mom did with us. Like, she didn't take us to a party, but when I got sick, she made sure that 
my brother and my sister were with me at all times so they could get sick and everything. And um, some people just don't get it though. Yeah, well, I mean, all three of us got it. And then she she would tell like some of her friends, and then they'd sometimes bring the kids over to play with us so that they would get it too. I mean, it happens. It's a it's a fairly like small sickness, but uh, getting it as a kid is is uh, beneficial. Yeah. In your later years, I guess. Unless you scratch it, then you get like these little holes. Like I got one on my forehead. Oh, I have a ton. Yeah, my sister has a, has a pretty big one on her nose. I have a bunch all over the all over. Like I don't think I have any in my face, but in my body, I have a bunch of of holes from it. Um. Okay. So, what's on been on my mind, Chris? Sorry. Sorry. Hey, Bear. What's been on your mind? <laughs> That's actually what's been on my mind that you never asked me. <laughs> I was, I was seriously going to say that. It's funny because he didn't say anything about it. I just thought, thought, thought I should start doing it since he started asking me. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah, great minds. Uh, it, it's only like, what, five weeks late, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. not intoxicated this time, so. I'm, I'm drinking a couple beers. I'm, you know. Uh, someone commented on our thing uh, asking when intervention cast is coming out. <laughs> this one. This is it. <laughs> Chris, you have a very serious problem. You've been drinking too much. Um, I see you're drinking a, a Mountain Dew right now. It's just... I drank it. It's gone. Oh, man. I'm thirsty still. You want a beer? No. <laughs> I'm still good. Thank you, though. <laughs> um, Dehydrated. I haven't drank enough water today. The last, like, five days, actually. But you, you should get yourself one of them big-ass water bottles and just fill it up. I fill up two of those every day and, and take them with me. Like a gallon or so of water a day. Um, other thing that's been on my mind is just like you. Like I'm excited that that you started working at my place. I I know that you're gonna like it. It's a it's a very good place to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone over there, I'm sure you know, is friendly. Yeah. And once you get to be mobile and start going out on the road and fixing stuff outside of the shop, I'm I'm sure you'll enjoy that too. I mean, I I love it. Okay. Well, that's what's been on my mind. What do you say we go on, Chris? Let's do this. Damn, damn, damn. Chris Bitty Crunch. Damn. Look at the bacon. Damn. Get yourself a double cheeseburger. Damn, damn, damn. Alright, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are many fun ways to get out of a relationship and break someone's heart. For example, you could fake your own death, stage a mugging, have your masked friend shoot you with a gun loaded with blanks. Lots of fake blood, and with your dying breath, you can tell your significant other that you want them to move on as quickly as possible. Then when they leave to get help, you quickly get up and go celebrate at a bar with your homie. I've used this method many times, and it really works. Of course, you do have to move across the country for a maximum effect, but it works. <laughs> for those so of that's you... Why, that's why you moved here. Uh, the, the secret <laughs> is finally revealed. For those of you who don't want to go through the trouble of faking your own death, though, there is a new breakup concierge called Onward, claiming to make the breakup process a lot easier. Now, you may be asking yourself, uh, uh, what exactly is a breakup concierge? Uh, do, do they deliver buckets of Ben and Jerry's to your door yeah, until you it. stop crying yourself to sleep? Well, kind of. Uh, they are dedicated to helping you through a breakup and getting your life started again. So, this may sound a bit silly, but I think Onward is actually providing a fairly useful service, if not a bit pricey. Their customized packages start at $99 for 10-day assistance, which includes housing placement, moving, packing, storage, as well as strategies and discounts for self-care. So, like, if you want to go seek some therapy or um, go get to a day spa or something like that. So, you're paying to have a friend. 
Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the latter constitutes matching clients with therapists, counselors, and mediators. Pricier packages involve weekly scheduled check-ins and personalized neighborhood guides with recommendations on restaurants, bars, gyms, health studios, even meetups. As for the housing, the service brokered strategic partnerships with various residence options, including a number of co-living spaces and furnished short-term rentals. And all the utilities and paperwork have been taken care of. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good service. It, it's a little pricey. But for those people who don't really have someone to help them through these tough times... It, you said $100 for 10 days? For 10 days, and then the prices go up from there. It's still $10 a day. It's not too pricey. Yeah, it's not pricey at all. Uh, I mean... I mean, it is pricey, but it's, it's, I mean, for what you're getting, if, if you need that, it's actually a pretty good service. And they also, um, the more expensive packages, they include like, like weekly checkups on you. So they come to your door and hang out with you for a little bit, see how you're doing and everything, make, making sure that you're doing well, you know, and they, they'll even go as far as to set up a dating profile for you and help you get <laughs> dates. It's actually pretty cool. That is pretty now, Onward is only currently available in New York City, but they plan to expand to L.A., San Francisco, and D.C., in addition to other cohabitation-dense cities where housing is limited or rent prices are skyrocketing within the coming year. Uh, and I guess if you really want the ice cream, they might be willing to bring you something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I mean, it cost extra. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely cost extra. I think it's a pretty good service, though. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I was talking to your wife about this, and and we were we were both kind of thinking that that's kind of dumb. But I mean, respect the the ingenious person who came up with the idea, you know. But we were both thinking that, that that's that's kind of dumb. But upon further, you know, thinking to about it, to profit off of other people's misery. Well, I mean, but you're helping them. You know, you're you're helping make certain things easier. Like let's say you're living with someone, you got to move out, and it's like super short notice, and you don't know where you're gonna go. They help you with that, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know, like, like more, the more I think about it, the more it seems like a good idea to me. And I guess the reason why I initially thought that it was kind of a, a, a dumb, like overpriced service is because our parents are, and our grandparents and everything, every generation that came before us is used to struggling more with things. And as we get older, things get easier. Mm -hmm. So us millennials, we're going to be the ones who start to use services like this, mm -hmm. and then it'll become normalized the next few generations to come. Like I always say, us millennials were in a transitionary period. Mm -hmm. Things are definitely changing. I don't know. I I think it's a pretty cool uh, little service. Yeah, it's called Onward. For those of you who want to look it up, if uh, you know you get your heart broken or you, you break someone's heart, don't fake your death. Just look up Onward. Yeah, moved to New York too. Yeah. Now the next thing, it's a it's an app called Cope. Now the past couple weeks, Copenhagen. We've been talking about no, not Copenhagen, just Cope. Oh. Um, the, the the past few weeks, we've been talking about some new dating apps that came out, like Refrigerator Dating, Tutter. <laughs> well, I that one. that's my favorite stuff. <laughs> well, this new app, Cope, is designed to help you with these relationships. Talking to women is difficult, wouldn't you agree? I don't talk to women; I only talk to my wife. So, <laughs> well. Okay, well, talking to women can be difficult. Now, before our listeners get all up in arms, let me explain myself. In the past, I've been watching The Notebook with a, with a girl, and she started crying at the end when it gets all emotional. Now, being the rational person that I am, I, of course, turned to her and screamed, Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Would you stop being so emotional for once in your goddamn life? 
I get it's part of a bit. I feel like that's not something you would do, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I, hey, I don't buy it, guys. Don't, 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 don't ruin this for me. <laughs> sorry. Now, as you can imagine, she refused to hear reason, and we started arguing. <laughs> Hysterical. Another time, I was I was going to take another girl out on a date and ask where she wanted to go. She wasn't sure, and, you know, she, she wanted me to surprise her. I, of course, responded with, Why do you always need to get so fucking hysterical? Could you make a decision for the first time in your life? <laughs> I've never felt that before in my life. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. it's impossible to talk to women. Thankfully, a Japanese developer called Izaki Glico, and I'm pretty sure I pronounced that wrong, uh, released an app called Cope, spelled K-O-P-E, claiming to help husbands translate their wives' behavior. <laughs> The website states, as the male brain and female brain are different in terms of structure of circuits and signals, their output will differ even if they get the same input. The app includes further advice, quote, translating mother's feelings for father, which traced eight potential patterns of behavior when a wife becomes angry and translated phrases for a man to be mistrustful of. Here are some examples. How many divorces did he have to go through to get through, get all this info? Oh, oh. <laughs> We'll get there. Okay. The first example says, when a woman says it's pointless for us to remain together, she is actually asking, how do you feel about me? That's not it. <laughs> I mean, that's what the, that's what the app says. When, uh -huh. <laughs> when she says, this is really hard, she actually means you need to express appreciation for what I'm doing. I'm not talking about a penis. I, 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 I mean, the penis doesn't appreciate what she's doing, I guess. But it's really hard. <laughs> When a woman asks you which is more important to you, your job or your family, the app tells you to say, I'm sorry for making you feel lonely. Then it advises you to rapidly change the subject to problems you're experiencing in the workplace in order to deflect from her line of questioning. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. So, as you probably expected, the company has come under some fire for openly displaying disdain for women based on the notion that you don't have to take what women say seriously, but show some sort of sympathy or gratitude as a gesture. <laughs> well, Izaki Glico would like everyone to know that the app was created in-house by female staff under the editorial supervision of Ihoko Kurokawa, who, was, who has written a number of books based on relationships, such as the beautifully titled Instruction manual on how to handle a wife. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> That's so fucked up. So, oh my god, <laughs> fellas, download Cope if you need to figure if you need help translating what your hysterical wife is trying to tell you. If you want to live happy and actually keep your wife, don't download Cope. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wonder how much longer that app is gonna stay up. <laughs> I mean, I figure like it's a gag. Like I don't know, like. I actually looked up the the author of that book, and she's yeah. actually a fairly successful author of relationship advice books. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a real thing. It's just, what the hell? <laughs> you said Japan? Yeah, it's in Japan. Maybe in Japan. Like not, in, not in America. <laughs> in the United States, you get a Latina woman, you get bitch slapped. Yeah. Stabbed <laughs> in the leg with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What is your favorite type of Uber driver, Chris? Uh, so far, that one guy that took us to the BMV. Oh yeah, he he was pretty cool. Just yeah. He's being, like, yeah, like chill, like, like a chill guy. Yeah, yeah just talking to us the whole time. Like, yeah, was driving nice, kept his eyes on the road, mm -hmm. had the ten and two. 
yeah, yeah. My, he was, my life was on the line, so he took it serious. Yeah, yeah. He he was he was definitely a good driver, and I really appreciated it. Uh, appreciated it. I really appreciated how professional he was. Yeah. But you know, some people prefer a strong but silent type. Some like a chatty Kathy. I like it when they're nude. Uh huh. <laughs> I've never <laughs> never had a nude Uber. <laughs> oh, you're not living, my friend. George Ure is an Uber driver in Seattle, Washington, who provides a unique service along with a ride. George created a ride-type menu to hand to his riders, which quickly went viral when one 21-year-old tweeted a photo of the five options provided. Here are the five options. First up is the silent type, which is exactly what it sounds like. George doesn't say anything or interact with you at all. Um, yeah, he, he just stays completely dead silent the entire ride. You, you, you know, to your own business, he just takes you from point A, point a to point B, and that's it. The stand-up option reads, I tell you about things that are funny, to me at least. <laughs> from prison stories to other poor life choices I've made. Don't get a lover's name tattooed on you, ever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the therapy ride allows you to talk to George about whatever has been on your mind, whether it be the crushing realization that life is a meaningless pit full of overwhelming insecurity and maddening despair, or the fact that you wore two different colored socks today. They gotta be the same consistency. Uh, Lexi has a problem with that. She's sort of like, I don't see how you wear two different socks. I'm like, you're wearing two different socks right now. He's like, they're the different colors, but they're the same material inside. Okay. I mean, I, kind, okay. I guess I kind of get that, but... In an emergency, you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta wear a shirt on your foot. Sometimes you gotta wear dirty underwear. It is what it is. Got it. Eight days. One, two, three, four. Yeah, like eight. You can wear one pair of underwear for eight days. Jesus Christ, how? Front and back. Uh huh. Inside out, front and back, and then once in each leg. Like, put both your legs in there. So it's like a skirt. Yeah. No, they're underwear, but... But you're wearing like a skirt. It's killed. It's killed. <laughs> My favorite one is the creepy ride, where George doesn't say anything, but he stares at you through the rear of your mirror all creepy-like. Not the, not the road? No, not the road. He's staring at you. So is there another driver and he's in the passenger seat <laughs> just staring at you, or...? I mean, he does what he's gotta do. Okay. The final one is the rude ride, which simply reads, I be as rude as possible. And I love how he wrote, I be as rude as possible. <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a pretty creative... But he says rude, not nude. No, rude. Yeah. The rude ride, which simply says, I be as rude as possible. Yeah. But not nude. No, I mean, out of the ones he offered, the creepy one is my favorite. Okay. It'd be better if he was nude. Oh, okay. staring at I see. Creepy. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So I thought nude was going to be an option or something. I was like... I mean, that'd be great. If I was an Uber driver, I'd be nude. I wouldn't. I'd give people, I'd the, I'd give people the menu that says, I be nude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be nude and rude. I'd be nude and rude. I'd be I'd the be nude, nude rude dude, dude, dude with the toot. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> Great minds, man. Great minds. So, which red would you pick if you were to uh, get in his Uber? I was gonna say that. I feel like if I was an Uber driver, I'd be like the the silent one, like the silent one. Because even if I like, they give me options. Like sometimes I just don't know what to talk about. Like, and then I feel like I'm getting annoying. Like how I'm talking is just getting annoying, and then mm. I should just stop talking. And then I, I do that a lot. Like, I don't know, insecurities. I have a lot of insecurities. Well, I mean, but if if they were to give you the menu, and like I'm like most of these things involve him. I I like the uh the stand up one. Yeah, that that one would be funny too. I want to hear about them prison stories. Yeah. What did he have to do to survive on the inside? 
Hold a couple pockets. <laughs> Here, hold my pocket. Jesus Christ. Um. So, last month, a mysterious man was spotted standing in the cold, motionless, and creepily hugging a pillow in the neighborhood in Minnesota. Police received a call about the man. The caller stated that he looked deranged. Police responded, and they found the man who was still standing there. But here's the thing. It wasn't a man. A woman? It was a cardboard cutout of Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Police posted on Facebook, the caller wasn't about to go outside and get too close to investigate what they thought was a deranged person standing outside in the cold, hugging a pillow. So it was better to call the police. Mm-hmm. Mike Lindell also shared the post on his page with laughing emojis. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just, it just makes me think of uh, Lexi. Well, beep. Don't bleep it out. You, you always tell me to bleep it out, but I've had it so many times on the show. Fuck. <laughs> Alright, well, my wife and her sister... <laughs> They had this cardboard cutout of Edward Cullen, and they would like put it random places and scare each other with it. Like, they always t- she always told me like uh, she just texted me like my sister scared the crap out of me and shit. Like, I want to get that cardboard cutout of Danny DeVito so bad and start the shit out of you guys. Start fucking putting it places. <laughs> It'll be great. Oh, it's like, so expensive though. It's like ninety bucks. I'll chip in afterward. Don't tell Lexi. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. All right. Okay. So. At the beginning, uh, we were talking about a durian farmer explaining what a durian was. A fruit with spikes. Oh my god, the dogs are going crazy. Yeah. Shh. Shut up, dogs. <laughs> okay, they listened. So, do you know what a durian farm is? It's a farm where durians are grown. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I just burped into the microphone. I can smell. I mean, tell. Okay, let's just go through it. Fuck it. Let them bark. Durians are a stinky, spiky fruit that has actually been banned in some places because of how bad it smells. I've never had it myself, but I did hear somewhere that it smells like rotting flesh. Delicious. Well, the durians are not the main focus of this story. It's actually the farmer. A durian farmer named Ardong Rodthong decided to help his 26-year-old daughter find a husband by offering 10 million baht. The equivalent of roughly $314,000 in order to marry her in a post on social media. In the post, Rothong highlighted some of his daughter's character traits, including that she helps run his business, speaks English and Chinese, and is a virgin. Rothong owns the largest durian fruit farm in the region, which processes about 50 tons of fruit per day, according to the Daily Mail. Rothong has also stated that he will give his business, which is worth millions, to his daughter's future husband. That's a hell of a deal. His daughter, Carnsita, said she was shocked by her father's post on social media after being shown his offer to a bachelor's worldwide by a friend. I first found out about my father's post when my friend showed me. I was surprised, but I can see the funny side to it too, she said. At first, I thought my dad was joking, but it turns out he's seriously looking for a son-in-law. My siblings and I respect his decision. Uh, and, you know, yeah, that's it. I don't know what I was going to add there. Huh. As you might expect, the family has been flooded with suitors asking for Karnsita's hand in marriage, but Rathang says he wants a diligent man for his daughter. I want someone to take care of my business and make it last. I don't want a person with a bachelor's or master's or philosopher's degree, he said. I just want someone with a hard-working attitude, that's all. Master's aren't that impressive. Yeah, no one wants master's anymore. Now call me crazy, but wouldn't you want someone with some sort of business degree to know what he's doing? Yeah. In order to inherit the business? Probably. That or someone with a lot of experience. 
Yeah, and I, I guess that's not what he's looking for. Anyway, I'm going to apply, and I'll let you guys know how we plan <laughs> when we plan the wedding. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you would think that the daughter would be pissed, but no, she's perfectly okay with it. What to say where it's from? It's in, uh, in Thailand. Thailand. Oh, I, I don't think I meant, I wrote that down, but yeah, it's in Thailand. Ah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I figured she'd be mad too. I saw the picture and she like, like she, in what I, I didn't write it down, but one of the articles that I read, she said that she's okay with it because she's not a very pretty woman. So she doesn't really care about looks. Uh huh. I saw a picture of her, and she's fucking beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, a woman with low self-esteem is exactly my type. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell after this episode. Yeah, just after this episode. <laughs> Not because of anything else you ever say, ever. Hey, I, most of the stuff that I say doesn't go on the air, okay? I mean, you say it comes out your mouth and floats through there into other people's ears, so. Oh, okay, but it's it's like in... In, uh, in confines of... Let's not get into this. <laughs> I say some fucked up shit. Same. Now let, let's end this episode, Chris. With Chris? Uh, our last segment. Oh, oh Wolf. Woo! <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. We gotta do it now. That was me. <laughs> Mr. Wolf. I have this weird habit where every morning I wake up and I start getting ready for work. I come downstairs and I start brushing my teeth. I look at myself in the mirror and I think, I should have been an NFL player. There's a time where I actually wanted to. Yeah. I remember that time. I also wanted to be an MMA fighter, professional swimmer. I've always wanted to be a millionaire. Me too. I want to be a billionaire. Oh, fucking bad. Beautiful. (laughs) Your regular, uh, the only thing that ever stopped me was the fact that I'm terrible at job interviews. You're, yeah, that's the only thing. That ever stopped me from being an NFL yeah, player. I thought I didn't. I don't know. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. But I figured like their interview process was the whole like what's it called the the meet or whatever where they do all the the training and the, like everybody the picks. That's only part of it, my friend. Your regular job interviews include questions like "What's your greatest weakness?" To which, of course, you reply, "Oh, geez, I'm a I'm a perfectionist. I uh I always tend to put the company's needs before my own." You know, total lies. Well, I have a list of the 15 weirdest questions to have been reportedly asked to NFL prospects. And you're going to have the pleasure of answering them with me, Chris. Sweet. I mean, Wolf. Wolf. Oh! <laughs> now, these are the, the 15 weirdest that uh, have been uh, recorded, I guess, from one article that I read, uh, which website I forgot, and I didn't write it down. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Number one! <laughs> Do you find your mother attractive? Uh, no. Sorry, mom. No. I think my mother's attractive, but I don't find her like. I think she's a beautiful woman, but I don't think like she's attractive. If that makes sense. I understand. Number two, do you like men? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's raining, man. Hallelujah. I'm gonna take that as a yes. Mm. I hate everybody, so. <laughs> There's some people I tolerate. But... Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not what the question is asking. Yeah. Like, okay, let me rephrase this. Chris, have you ever wanted to have dicks in your mouth? No. Oh, okay. Number three, when did you lose your virginity? I haven't. Oh. I'm still a virgin. Oh, no. I knew that Xavier wasn't yours. Yep. And the baby in the bun right now. 
she pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say that in one of the, the what's on your mind segments? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Number four, is your mother a prostitute? <laughs> I don't think so. No? I don't know. I, I don't think my mother is either. But you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, what's your murder weapon of choice? Uh, these guns. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be a cat or a dog? Dog. I think I'm I a wolf. Oh. oh. <laughs> Number seven. You're on a mountain in Alaska with a bus going 100 miles per hour. Where are you sitting on the bus? I had like two different things popping in mind. One was like driver's seat or like just like on top like the emergency hatch. Like the driver's seat, you're going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Taking everybody down with me. <laughs> I told you kids to shut up. You don't want to listen to me. I told you guys there's a bomb on this bus. <laughs> Can't go 155 miles an hour. Where does the sun rise and where does it set? America. And in America. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Number nine, would you share your internet history with us? Yeah, I clear it regularly, so. <laughs> I think I'd share it. I have no problem sharing it. Just know that you're going to see some shit that you might not want to know about me. Just know mine's mostly like video game tips and tricks and some weird, uh, what was that one? Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to say it because you guys are going to make fun of me. What is it? That word that I didn't know. So we looked it up and the next day used my phone. She's like, what is that? And she didn't know what it was either. Oh, Kafefe. I know it was kind of lingus. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No. <laughs> Thanks. I could not believe that you didn't know what that word meant. Because you've never done it. Oh! That's a big word. <laughs> Number ten. What color is chocolate? And this one is is multiple parts. What color is chocolate? Like a specific type of chocolate, like chocolate before it's baked, like the chocolate plant, like the cocoa plant. The question reads: What color is chocolate? Chocolate colored brown. What color is melted chocolate? Brown. What color is butter? Like processed butter, like turned butter, like. The question reads: What yellow, color is butter? Yeah, margarine, yellow. I don't know. What color is melted butter? Yellow. What color is snow? Clear. What color is melted snow? It's water. It's clear. Number eleven. <laughs> really? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. I, I, dude, these questions are weird. Yeah. Number 11, boxes or briefs? Boxes or briefs. I agree, but that's not one of the choices. I was wearing boxers today, and then, like, I was getting wedgies every five I seconds. fucking hate boxes. And I was trying to do it so that no one was watching me, but every time I pick a wedgie out of my ass and I look up and someone's standing there, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to start off uh, at a workplace. <laughs> a work relationship. <laughs> Number 12, how many ways could you use a brick in a minute? 47. I guess that answers the question. <laughs> what team do you pick in Madden and why? Wait, can I change my murder weapon? To a brick? 48. <laughs> what team do you pick in Madden and why? Alright, they're going to call me Bandwagon, but I always pick the Patriots because the first one I played, uh, like it was like a special edition 76 Patriots or something. They had a person on their team with the same last name as me. So I always picked them, and they had the <laughs> highest overall score, so that's what I always picked. Fuck. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, I always... I mean, I, I haven't played Madden since, like, 2000... 
seven or something. Yeah, it's been a while. But um, I always pick the Patriots as well because I had this game for the N64 called Blitz 98. Yeah. And the Patriots were the best team on it, so. And I mean, it was like overwhelmingly the best team. So. And that's why I go for the Patriots nowadays. When you do that cheat code and then the, the balls deflate. <laughs> Fucking hate you. Um. Uh, what kind of fish are you? I'm a piranha. Piranha. I'm a koi because I'm fabulous. For those of you who don't know, Chris just did the Z snap thing. <laughs> Fucking sassy. Number 15. Bitch. And the final question. The final of the 15 weirdest questions asked to NFL prospects. Are you afraid of clowns? They stand outside and stare at you. <laughs> I don't know why that answer was so funny to me. Huh? Well, I don't know if it was just here or if it was like all around the US. It was all over the US. That clown epidemic. Yeah, yeah, it was all over. Like as soon as that, sorry, as soon as that clown epidemic was happening, that's when my one car broke down and I like I had to push it up a hill to a like a little section of a golf golf course. Uh huh. And I was just sitting there for like hours by myself. I was like. There's just gonna be a clown walking up to me. Like I'm just like, I was like, this is when fucking happened. I was just you know, and watch it be like the friendliest clown ever. Like like he's just like like a really nice guy. He just happens to be dressed as a clown. Yeah, I'd probably still kick him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking aggressive. Let's end this shit. Bye. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you said end it. Okay. <laughs> nah, I guess not. Sorry. So. I hate you. <laughs> You, that completely threw me off. <laughs> we hope you we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, you know, just our our uh, news stories. You know, we've been trying to drive in more into uh, current events. We got our ears pierced. Show. Oh, we did. Yep. I completely forgot about that. I was gonna say that Sorry. during during the uh, um, what's on my mind? Bear bet me two dollars. I wouldn't scream, and I screamed, and I scared my son and a bunch of girls in the shop. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and. It, your son, he just like jumped a little bit, but then he was like, whatever. It's because I always make like just random loud noises and he's <laughs> used to it. You're always like, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> bitch! <laughs> bitch! We've been watching Breaking Bad and Chris never says bitch. Yo! So he's been saying it and it's the funniest thing ever because how aggressive he sounds. <laughs> like I'm a boss, yo! Like, I don't know. Bitch. I don't know. I don't know why it sounds so aggressive when you say it. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, just say bitch normally. Bitch. Okay, yeah, it's the inflection that you put on it. Yeah. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Your face, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Uh, we really hope that you're enjoying the content that we've been putting out lately. Uh, you have any advice, any any uh, questions for us, or anything that you would like to hear from us, let us know. You can always find us on Twitter, which I never check. You can always find us on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email us at millennialspodcast at gmail.com. Um... Yeah, I mean, thank you all so much for the support. I know that there's some of you who always message after the show and just kind of talk to us about the uh, the the stuff that we talked about on the show, and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, put our uh, let us know that you're listening. Put our thing up on your story, and I will send you a heart from the bottom of my heart. I always love seeing when you guys do that. It makes me feel good and horny. So. <laughs> Without further ado, this has been the Millennials Podcast. Do I make you roundy, baby? <laughs> I am Bear. The Big Bad Wolf.
that's Wolf. You. Bitch. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.